Well, I'm so excited that you're here to join me for Voice of Breakthrough, this podcast. Podcast. So we are going to hit some powerful topics every single week. We will be having a new podcast with a new topic. So get ready. I'm telling you, this is great to exercise to. This is powerful to uh, listen to when you're cleaning your house or cooking that dinner or cutting the grass, which you could turn up loud on your, you know, your, your little iPhone or whatever you have there. Anyway, you're going to love this powerful, life-changing, every single week podcast of Voice of Breakthrough. Get this out of the way. You will not be raptured out of a lot of problems. Do you want to know why? Because the bride has to be without spot or blemish and complete agreement with the Holy Spirit before she gets out of here. And if the bride was even serious, she'd all this place would be full. Can I get an amen? So if Satan can push everything and push everything, knowing Christ can't come get his church, he can't come get his bride. So let's, let's push all this stuff ahead. Let's try to get things into the dark ages. Let's try to get an antichrist reign in, as he did with Hitler, with a bunch of naive people. So we need to wake up. Amen? We need to wake up, and we need to do what God wants. So I'm praying about this, and for two days, I would just start crying. And I'm really not a weeping prophet. I'm much more a punch-in-the-face prophet than a weeping prophet. And so I found myself... Just, I would just start crying. I'm like, Lord, you know, save our nation, Lord. Save, save people. Let people know you. And just crying for these nations right now, like Uganda and uh, India, where they're not letting the people out of the houses and people are starving to death and they're destroying their economies. Australia just got closed completely down. Guess how many people died in the hospital that caused it? One 80-year-old man. Guess how many cases were reported, new cases? 110. They just closed down an entire nation for one 80-year-old guy who died and 110 people who uh, tested positive, if you can even believe those tests. How many know something's going on? The enemy's pushing things. So Friday nights, we're pushing it back. And so I'm just asking God, okay, can I tell you in the days of trouble, or the times of trouble, we are in the times of trouble, okay? Those is Jesus' terms for when it's like a pregnant woman is about to give birth. So you guys don't understand this one that much. The most you know is, I want to see that baby born, but I sure don't want to be in that room while she's doing all that. Uh, <laughs> very hard labor, amen, for the most part. There are a few exceptions and it's so awesome because once you have the baby, you kind of forget it all until you're real close to having that second baby. They're like, dang, <laughs> what am I doing? Anyway, but it comes strong, strong and painful. And then there's a little bit of a break. And the closer you get to the baby being born, the more intense. Well, what is the baby that's going to be born? that Jesus is talking about. Now, it's not the apostolic, because apostolic has to be here before this happens. It's going to be the return of Christ. 
is going to be returned, the, the, the awesome, glorious, yay God moment that he's been waiting for for thousands of years. Amen? And everybody's got to go through this season of getting to that great moment. Amen? And this whole purpose of this season is to bring people into the kingdom of God. Just like the whole purpose of labor and the pain is to bring a baby forth. Amen? Amen? So we're going to go through it. But we want the grace to go through it. We want to be light in the darkness. And we want to be free. And we don't want to help the devil out. Amen? So I'm praying and weeping and crying. And listen, I'm like, Lord, what, what do you want me to do? Because the money that comes through here goes to help nations. Amen? If I didn't get my paycheck, I'd have to give up some of my shopping. But it wouldn't change my lifestyle one bit. I don't make that big of a paycheck compared to my husband's salary. And actually, I make more money doing the beach house than I make salary here. Isn't that amazing? I'm just saying that to say, I'm not saying to go, oh, what are we going to do if they take the money from the ministry and I don't get a salary? That's not going to happen for those who work here. Like, wait a minute, we kind of need that extra money. <laughs> Amen? But there's a lot of people that need that extra money. Amen? Now, if they go after my husband's, okay, Lord, help us. But it's not about, it's about, Lord, what do we do? And I understand grace. Okay, like, I really understand grace. So Lord's been talking to me. So I, I, this is so cool. I just love him. I'm telling you this because none of this matters if it's not about you hearing God for real. Amen? And you loving him and walking with him and growing in him and being changed by him from glory to glory. Amen? That's all this is about. And the reason this is going to be tougher on America than other nations is because we're not really used to much hardship. Not like these other nations. Amen? If you've been born in a Muslim nation and you've been persecuted your entire life if you weren't Muslim and no people got their heads cut off and stuff, right? This wouldn't seem that much worse to you. How many glad they were born in America? Amen? I'm serious. It's like, so, so for us, this is a really rude awakening. And so I'm just like praying, Lord, help us die to self. So I'm praying all this. So here, here's the Lord. And, and I'm personally ready for if it's going to be horrible, I, I used to not want to know. That's what I'm like. Lord, just give me grace when we get there. I don't want to know. But Lord's like, that's not a really good attitude. <laughs> for one thing, he, he doesn't do anything that he's doing until he reveals it to the prophets. Amen. And so if you want to be prophetic, you kind of want to reveal things. So if you say, we'll reveal everything but bad stuff, he might be like, well, you know, <laughs> We don't have much to talk about right now. No. So it's like, Lord, so, so I'm just praying. And I'm kind of strange, like I'm kind of going through this for a few days. So I love this scripture. Let me tell you how God got me to the scripture. And I'm telling you this on purpose. We're still going to get to the, the deliverance thing. But I want your eyes on Jesus and a relationship with Jesus and how wonderful a relationship with Jesus. And I'm going to tell you something. Without it, you will take the mark of the beast. Without a relationship with Jesus, a strong relationship with Jesus, you are going to fall for all the lies of the enemy. And I've said it over and over. The vaccine is not the mark of the beast. But it is a test to see how hard, what 
what this antichrist spirit has to do to get us to take it. And I got to say the church has really failed this as far as making them think, ooh, well, it'll be a really hard thing to get them to take this. Amen? Amen? And so, so we're like, okay, Lord, show us what all the technology is in place. The Tower of Babel is built, people. Amen? They could flip this to the Antichrist spirit in a week if they think they could get the people to go there and not rebel. So we know we're in the end times because there's no way... God's going to dismantle that, but it's part of the end time revelation about Babylon. I believe that part is happening. Amen? I don't believe the beast. We don't know who the Antichrist is. There's a lot of things that could happen. So here's the exciting part. I personally, I'm getting old, you know. I'd be happy without dying. I would love not to have to do all you old people's funerals. Amen? I'm just honest. It'd be nice if we all just zip out of here. Wouldn't it be cool if he called us and it was during a church meeting? And he said, for y'all in blatant sin, the rest of us are out of here. And those who are blatant sin take over. <laughs> Get right with God and keep the place going. Amen? Amen? So... I'm not going to get all what I believe about that. It's on some teaching. But that's the hour we're in. So, so anyway, so this morning, this is so funny. So when I went to bed last night, I'm watching all these different YouTube things. I have no idea. I, I only watch this because of God, and it really cracks me up that God could have me watch this. I watched a small documentary on Oprah on her, on her life and her lifestyle. Okay? So I'm watching it, and I'm like, okay, okay. okay. And they told her favorite scripture verse. Well, they didn't tell us what it was. They just told us where it was. So I looked it up. And it was a scripture, I think, about um, you live and breathe and have your life in Christ or something like that. Well, this is a funny part. So this morning I woke up and I still had that prayer on my heart when I went to sleep last night. And the Lord says, so I went to read, if you saw my Facebook post page, if you ever see me post in the middle of the night and stuff, that's when he's giving it to me. Usually I post it right when he's giving it to me. So, so her, the scripture was Acts 18. And this is the part I came to after. And I was only here in these scriptures because of watching the Oprah thing. And so I read a little bit more. And all of a sudden it jumped off the page. Okay. One of the main, one of the, mm, one of the ways you want to hear God the most. And one of the ways that the enemy wants to change the Bible, take the Bible from us, destroy the Bible. Satan hates your sword, amen? He would rather get your sword than your guns. Do y'all know that? I don't care about a gun. I personally don't have a gun. I personally shot one one time, and when I shot it, it kicked me up in the air and threw me down on the ground and figured, this isn't fun. So my dad laughed, thought it was funny, but I personally don't have one. I'm not going to tell you about my husband and my sons and all that, but I personally don't have one. But I have a sword. And I wouldn't change my sword for the most high-powered weapon out there. Amen? And you had better learn to use your sword, the Word of God. Amen? And you better get really good at it. And you better get serious at it. And it's a two-edged sword. Tonight, we're going to use one of those edges. Amen? to change our hearts. And we're going to use the other edge to destroy an enemy who's gotten into some of your lives. Amen? Sunday morning was powerful. And it was not something I was planning 
anybody knows me, I don't even use that kind of terminology that the Holy Spirit had me use. And if you want to see it, you'll have to find it on um, YouTube or something. But the Holy Spirit came, and you can literally feel an outpouring of holiness to bring a cleansing in this place. And um, that was with guest speakers coming whose, to whose topic had nothing to do with what God wanted to do then. And it was an awesome topic. I really enjoyed what they shared. And we're going to be talking about that some Friday night. I'm just saying, God, it's time to let Holy Spirit do what he wants. And that's one thing that happens in this place. Amen. Tonight, some of you are going to get completely free. Some of you are going to get information to start fasting with. Some of you are going to begin to get some understanding. I like to push things through really fast because deliverance is not my favorite topic. And the Lord's like, you can get up there and try to preach it all real fast like you did last week. And we're not, that, everybody's not getting free from that much tonight. You're going to take this apart and dismantle it line upon line. Amen? So, but let me go back to this. So here's what the Lord gave me. Remember, I'm concerned about where are we at. I was concerned about, Lord, do I keep doing what I'm doing? Do I keep speaking? I'm speaking on eight radio stations, and a lot of them are into uh, neighborhoods and areas that aren't yay, hurrah, the conservative point of view on purpose, <clears throat> including in Richmond. Amen. So it's like the Lord's like, just hit it, hit it, hit it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Lord. All right. So here's what came up. One night the Lord said to Paul in a vision, do not be afraid anymore, but go on speaking and do not be silent. Obviously, you can tell I'm doing that. For I am with you, and no one will attack you in order to hurt you, because I have many people in this city. Do y'all get what he's saying? He's saying, Cindy, I know all these plans they have. I know what the enemy's planning. I know how he wants to close down the church. I know how he wants to close down my people. I know how he wants to close down anybody who's not in agreement with evil. But I have a lot of people in your city. I have a lot of people in your nation. I have a lot of people in your politics. In other words, I've got people making sure that this does not prosper. Isn't that cool? And I'm telling you, you have to get to a place to spend time with God that he gives you a word from his word in a way that you know he gave it to you. Amen? In everything. In everything. That's one reason I think we're going to go after this particular spirit. This was kind of cool. The next verse was, so, they, so he settled there. This is Paul. He settled there for a year and six months, teaching them the word of God. So the Lord said, just settle down. Now, I don't know if a year and six months is from back a ways, which would put it uh, sometime, or if it's from now. But either way, it's somewhere around February next year. And um, so and that's about when I go on mission trips. So I'm like, okay, Lord, let's just, we're going to do this for a year and a half and see what, what we do next. Um, I want to encourage you seriously, seriously to open up your hearts to hear God and let him teach you some things. And get these other things out of the way. So, when I was praying about following up from last week, and if you didn't hear last week, you need to get it. Uh, you can probably find it on Facebook. Amen? Under videos or beauty for ashes, more than likely it's on the mentorship page. I want to encourage you, it's 20 bucks a month to 
become part of the mentorship. It's 15 for partnership. You have the same access to the tapes, videos, or whatever. Why? You need Holy Spirit to start telling you, fine-tune you. Go look at this, listen to this, have ears to hear, you're going to get free. Go listen to this, hear this, see this, you're going to get free. Amen? Because that's what we've done for years, is we've built up one of the most, I think we probably have the largest collection of video and audio teaching on getting sanctified and getting free, along with a lot of other things. Amen? But it's so fine-tuned, and, and Nicole did a great job supernaturally because she didn't know any of this stuff and put together this website for people to find it. Amen? So if you haven't done that yet, I really encourage you to do it because that's going to be your fastest and easiest and most affordable, to be quite honest, way to find what you need when you need it. So when Holy Spirit speaks to you, you can get serious about sanctification. Sanctification is getting the evil out so you can be holy because he's holy. Amen? Satan can do nothing to you except for what he's put in you. He cannot set you up with something that you haven't already bought into or you're going to buy into. Amen? Jesus said very clearly, Satan has nothing in me. How many would like to be able to say that? How many believe we're going to get to a place to say that? How many can honestly say that compared to two years ago, I can say today he doesn't have as much. Amen. Compared to 10 years, today he doesn't have as much. So this is a process that every Christian should walk through on a regular basis. It should be a major part of your weekly time spent in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And, and, and we got to quit being ashamed and we got to deal with this stuff and we got to quit judging each other and all these things that BFA has actually gotten pretty good about. All right. So the other thing when I was watching YouTube, so I was watching um, this thing, I was just going through and out of nowhere from Morning's, not Morningstar, yeah, from Morningstar, I think, yeah, from Morningstar, one of the pastors there, I don't even know his name, said he was going to talk about the Python spirit, the Leviathan, the Python, and one other spirit. And I went past it a few times and I, it's like I couldn't go to sleep last night until I watched this thing, you know, so I'm like, okay. Maybe I'm supposed to hear this about the Python spirit. I've heard so much about the Python spirit. I didn't really want to hear more about the Python spirit, though we're teaching on it tonight. Amen? But for those of you who know what happened here in March, which is where we had about nine people all from the same um, little Bible study group um, all came down with um, something that made it hard to breathe. Amen? And two of them were hospitalized, was very serious. Praise God, nobody died. Amen? Amen? So I know at the time some people jumped on me because I made the connection. I just knew that the connection was that somebody with that Python spirit unintentionally was a part of that group, and even the group was warned, and that person was warned, look, don't go there. Now, I believe most people in the church with the Python spirit do not know it. Amen? They're deceived and they don't know it. A Python spirit is a counterfeit of the gifts of the Holy Spirit that operates in someone for a different motive. And you can look at that. We'll look at it in a little bit. But the, the, the one in the book of Acts, that, that young girl who ran around saying all the right things and that spirit 
around true Christians vexes Christians. What does that mean? It basically releases a curse. So it said Paul became vexed until he took authority over it. And when he took authority over it, he ended up getting beat up, put in jail. The devil was ticked off. Anyway, there's a whole story with that, and God turned it to good. All right. But when I was listening to this person teach on it, and they didn't teach a whole lot, they said, they said, the strangest thing happened here about nine years ago. We were, um, they have different uh, prophetic groups. And so they had like 10 leaders of the little groups. I think they're probably the groups that if you go there at Morningstar, they pray for you. They uh, prophesy over you. And so 10 of the group leaders, they had 10 group leaders. Of 10 of the group leaders, nine of them were sick with respiratory problems from bronchitis to pneumonia. Very serious, very serious for, for three or four months. Nobody could shake it. They were like, they couldn't figure out why did their whole team of the prophetic, of the leaders, get hit so hard? And it was because they had not recognized a python spirit on somebody unintentionally that released breathing problems. So for anybody who questioned my discernment with that, isn't that cool? That, that, now why? Why would a python spirit? So I really think this whole thing going on in our country is connected to a python spirit. So Friday night, we're going to pray about that. Tonight, we're going to get free for those who have ever played in this or have it. Amen? A python spirit can't affect you or your children or your grandchildren with asthma, bronchitis, um, uh, anytime you need an inhaler, anything at all. It can be generational. So I would definitely say if you're fighting uh, um, asthma, if you're fighting bronchitis, if you're fighting constantly getting colds and breathing issues, anything like that, one thing to look at is to see if there's a false spirit or spirit of divination that has come in your family line through, or you open the door for it, through, um, through the python spirit, okay? A python spirit is a spirit, it's a strong spirit. It's not a little baby, it's a big guy. I believe it's also a guard. Know it, when there's an enabling spirit, in other words, when there's a spirit that's trying to get that spirit into someone else, it could be your spouse, it could be your children. It's not bad intentions. Does everybody get that? I'm not talking about intentions. I'm talking about true discernment that might offend some people, amen, to set people free. Let me tell you what, the church in America, because of immature prophetic teaching, and people running here and there and everywhere, and there's no one who really knows what's going on in your life. Amen? Well, this church is too small for me not to know what's going on in your life as much as I don't even want to know what's going on in your life. Amen? <laughs> Amen? Okay, because that's what the church is supposed to be about. God wants people free. He's got to set us free and that we can set other people free. Amen? And this isn't like a permanent thing. I'm not even going to get there. I can just name anyway. So, let's really have ears to hear what the Spirit's saying. This is a really, this Spirit, if you operated in New Age, you opened up to the Spirit. If you operated in any kind of witchcraft, feel, um, 
seances, if you've done anything with the wrong motive in the, in the prophetic, in the supernatural, you've opened up. You could also have this go through family lines. This spirit will block, okay? This spirit is big. It's like a guard. It will stop the Holy Spirit from breaking through. So if you have a trouble really having a breakthrough with the Holy Spirit, you have probably got this thing. Amen? Okay, his blood cleanses us. His name is the greatest name and every knee will bow. But we sometimes have to recognize these and, and see it and really hate it and repent and turn from it. And sometimes it takes fasting and prayer and sometimes it takes... But you have to see this thing, okay? You cannot have good fruit and bad fruit. That's the Bible. And I'm not talking about the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, long-suffering, patience, because most people can fake that, but it's not real, and only the people close to them know it's not real. Amen? But I'm talking about you can't have the supernatural gifts of God, the powerful divine gifts of God operating, and counterfeit gifts operating. You can't be listening to the voice of the enemy and calling it God and thinking God's given you visions and dreams and things. Amen? And I don't blaspheme, I'm not going to blaspheme, but I will tell you this. God is not a God about confusion. He's not a God of mixture. And so you need to wake up today and be able to renounce what you need to renounce if you need to renounce something. Amen? It doesn't mean everybody. You could have witchcraft operating through generational curses, but not be the python. The python spirit is really a spirit that counterfeits the Holy Ghost. Amen? And it makes you think you're spiritual. Now, you could still have a guard like this there through, 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 through some counterfeit of the gifts of the Spirit, like New Age or something. You could actually get a demon that's like, there. no, no, I'm in charge of your spiritual gifting. And that's a different thing. But you want to see this stuff, hate this stuff, break power stuff. And let me say, everybody doesn't have this, so don't anybody look freaked out. Amen? But a lot of you do. Not a lot, but quite a few. And I'm just saying that. You know who you are. If you have this, you've had, you could have major sin going on, but then feel okay about your spirituality. If you have this, you, have, you, you, have the, uh, you could have a Pharisee spirit, so you know all the scriptures, all the things. And, and here's, here's the difficult part about this Python spirit. I believe that young girl running after Paul really believed what she was saying and thought it was coming from God. She was probably really excited about following these men around. Amen? She didn't say she was upset that it got cast out. It was those who were prostituting her counterfeit gifting that got upset. Really upset. And her having that gifting and then using it to make money for those people who were forcing her to. Amen? Caused her to move in a counterfeit power that was able to even vex Paul, the Bible says. The word vex means to bring confusion to. All right? It's a spirit that's released. So every time Paul was ministering and trying to minister, this thing would be released. And, and <laughs> they were saying in these teachings, and I believe this, that spirit likes to get around the real prophetic spirit in the church okay 
It likes to get around it. It likes to imitate it. It likes to be seen like it. And true prophetic people in the church can get vexed by it unless they call it out. So I call it out. Amen? (laughs) Because it's like nothing you're saying is wrong, but something about it's wrong. All right, let's start Acts 16, 14. A certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city, reverencing God, listened, whose heart the Lord opened thoroughly to pay attention to the things being spoken by Paul. Let's pray that right now. Lord, would you thoroughly open our hearts to listen to the things that you're speaking? Lord, we just ask you to thoroughly open our hearts. Thoroughly give us ears to hear and eyes to see in the Spirit. God, we want only you. We want to be free. We want to glorify you. We want our lives to count for your glory. We do not want the enemy to have access to our spirits or our souls or our bodies. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're going to want, I believe this is going to bring healing for some people who have breathing problems and break that off your families. All right. As she and her household were baptized, She entreated Paul, saying, If you have judged me to be a believer in the Lord, please enter my house and remain there. And she strongly urged them to stay. Okay. So obviously, they were staying with this woman. And so you're watching. He's sent there to bring these people to a revelation of Christ. They're sincere. They're believing in the Lord. And this is, and it happened as we went into a place of prayer. Okay. So they were praying. They went to a place to pray. They began to intercede. It would be like a Friday night meeting here, amen? It would be like a prayer group in your home. It would be like people coming together to pray. As they went to a place of prayer, a certain girl, a slave, had a, how would you say, P-Y-T-H-O-N-I-C, Pythonic, Pythonic spirit met them. All right, I'm going to look under the um, Strong's and see what that, Okay, so it's a spirit of divination. Um, uh, it's from the region of Delphi. There's a lot written about Delphi. Uh, there's some written in the Old Testament, but there's a, a lot about a lot of witchcraft and stuff that operated there. Um, a python um, is a soothsayer. It's so it's where fortune telling comes from. It's where Ouija boards operate out of. Amen. It's where a familiar spirit works with this spirit to tell you things and to show you things that many times are true, but they're the wrong source. Amen? It's the wrong source. So how many know there's a lot of this mess out there? Amen? It's going to get worse in the last days, the Bible says so. There'll be false, there'll be people prophesying the wrong spirit, praying the wrong spirit. They'll be moving in every single counterfeit gift of the Holy Spirit with the wrong spirit. And a familiar spirit is a demonic spirit that knows things about you, your family, your family line, or other people's line. One of the biggest problems in the body of Christ is we're a wicked generation that looks for a sign. If we feel, if you go to a meeting because you heard there's a sign there, oh, they have the best gift of this I've ever seen, oh, there's gold dust there, oh, there's this there, it is a wicked heart that is led by a sign. Can I get an amen? 
Okay. So if you know that you have that issue, and a lot in the body of Christ do, a lot of young people do, then you need to ask God to get that wickedness out of your heart. If there were no signs and wonders, could you believe in who Jesus is based on his spirit living inside of you and the price he paid? Amen. Amen. If the Lord chose to never manifest his presence to you in a tangible way again, if you've done that, would you be okay or would you rather have the counterfeit? I mean, we know we don't want the counterfeit, but most people don't even know there is one. Amen? You've got to get to such a place that, Lord, what you did on the cross and the faith of your Holy Spirit show me how real that it's enough. So write some of these things down. We're gonna, we need to renounce chasing after signs and wonders. Now that can be in what books you're reading. That can be in what meetings you're going to. It's about chasing those things. It's not about being led by God to those things. Amen? Okay, see, what you never want to do is throw out the real because of a counterfeit. Because the devil wins either way. Right? Okay, so there are counterfeit tongues, but there's real tongues. There's counterfeit word of wisdom, but there's real word of wisdom. There's counterfeit of everything that there's real in the supernatural, you guys, or in the divine. Amen? So the only thing that's going to keep you from the counterfeit is a heart that only wants the Holy Spirit. So for some people, there'll be no shaking. God's not called you to have that prophetic sign and wonder. Amen? And you've got to be perfectly okay with that. You can't think you're not as spiritual because God doesn't shake you or move through you in the same way he does through somebody else. There's many different parts in his body. And you really open up to a counterfeit when you're trying to prove something about yourself or about God. Also, if you're afraid of it, if you're afraid of it, you open up. If you had a schizophrenic parent who thought they were spiritual, we have two people in this room who had that. that wait, they were operating in a python spirit. And a lot of times the church didn't even recognize it. Instead of calling it out, casting it out of them, and breaking it off the generational line, it'll go through the line. How many know Satan wants to get a hold of your gifting? Amen? We got to get rid of this hyper-spiritual mess. Jesus had a pretty, he was a great, he's still great, but he was a great, you can look at the Gospels, he was a fun person to hang out with. He was a kind person to hang out with. He didn't go around acting weird. But he absolutely could handle demons. He absolutely could handle moving miracles, signs and wonders. But you didn't see him and he'd freak you out. Amen? Now, I'm not judging. Some people have different gifting that makes them a little strange. Maybe, some, maybe it's all God. Maybe just some of it's God. I don't know. That's none of my business. Amen? My business is, is letting God do with my heart. And my business here, because he's called me here, is to help those who walk through these doors or watch online or listen online to know that they have purity in their walk with God. Amen? All right. <clears throat> this is part of divination. So, you don't... Re so, if you have... Mm. If you've ever wanted to identify 
in your ancestry because the enemy tried to steal you uh, caring about your ancestry or tried to make you ashamed of your ancestry. And then you overreact to that by trying to go back and capture your ancestry. Amen? You open the door to every demonic spirit that operated in that ancestry. There's almost no one who does not recognize that witchcraft is a major power and has been a major power in Africa for years. Amen? So when the enemy pushes everybody and a culture, he has a culture pushing people to hate being identified as less than by people who've judged incorrectly through a cultural spirit of racism. Amen? And they're looking for identity to feel okay about themselves. And they go to their ancestry identity and they see it through rose-colored glasses, so to speak, and they embrace their identity, then those spirits that they could have been protected from can now come and have access. Can I get an amen? I'm going to give a wild example that I personally have. Most of you have heard it, but this is one way I've learned this. Okay, this is a silly story, but my sisters have blonde hair, or they used to have real blonde hair. I don't know what color it is now. Nobody knows anymore when you get our ages. But my sister has blonde hair and blue eyes, both my sisters. And my, one of my brothers does. I have dark hair and green eyes, as does my father. And one of my brothers. Well, when we would get in little fights as kids, my sometimes they, they were, I was made fun of and told, you 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 don't really, you were adopted you were adopted you don't have blonde hair you don't have blue eyes you were adopted now they know I wasn't adopted, but it was just you know teasing. Well, it hurt me as a kid, and so I went and I found out that, according to my mom and according to my grandparents, that we had Indian blood, First Nation, back then we called them Indians. So I decided to get my identity. So I would say, well, I have my dark hair because I am like my relatives who are of an Indian background. Well, first of all, my dad is the one with dark hair <laughs> and green eyes, and he's not the part of the family. He doesn't know what his background is, but he doesn't know if there's any Native American, amen? But what happened is I really, the enemy really hurt me and had me teased to where I really bought into that. Okay, I didn't overly do it about it, but instead of trying not to get tan, I tried to get tanner. And instead, you know, I just, I liked my hair being dark. You know, just, just because I'm part Indian. Okay. Well, this is a wild story, so get ready because I have a lot of them. Years later, Karen and I will never forget this. We were just, we've, we do deliverance because God lives in us. So somebody calls us from this big church and says, hey, we, we have this person here who, who has some demons in him, a young teenager at the time. Could you come and pray for this person? So we went to this person's house and tell, tell them if I'm, I'm, that I'm telling. If I'm not telling the truth, you tell everybody. Well, it was a wild thing. So we get there, and this girl literally starts acting like um, 
what would you say, like a lion, some kind of wild animal, like a leopard or something, coyote or something. And she starts on fours going around the house, just really wild. So, so Karen and I, we tackle her <laughs> and we get her down. She's bigger than us. And we start take, praying over this thing until it has to come out. Well, as we're telling it to come out, this girl gets like this glazed look on her face. And she'd, made, she'd been in a lot of trouble in this, this church environment because she kept causing a lot of division, lots of which, just a lot of mess. And um, so we realized something really strange was going on. Well, by the time we finished, she was listening to her grandfather, who was a medicine man, like alive, for real, a medicine man. And he was telling her, don't receive the great white God or whatever he was saying to her. And she was hearing this really loud in her head. And the Lord showed us to take authority over it. And she got saved. And the thing broke off of her. And I thought, wow, that is really something. Well, about, I don't even know, I'm not a detail person, but somewhere in the next few days or week, my son, who, who was fighting sickness anyway, he had uh, what they thought was an aneurysm in his brain. And he was only, I don't even know how old, five, six or seven, eight, something like that. I don't know, somewhere in there. They had, my husband had to rush him to King's Daughters. So he's probably about nine or 10. And it was like, they, they just thought for sure he was having an aneurysm. And so I stayed, I told John, I'm just staying here. I'll stay here with Michael, but I knew I had to pray. So the minute that John got out the door, I called Karen. And so Karen and I start praying about this thing. So while I'm praying, this is really wild, I start going, I mean, it sounded, just sounded more real than that. I sounded like some kind of Indian war dance. Didn't I, Karen? And we're like, okay, this is strange. So I'm like, Lord, what are you showing me? And the Lord said, this is a spirit of revenge because you took that medicine man's uh, granddaughter and brought her into the kingdom. And now he's attacking your son. So we prayed. We were wild. I won't even tell you. We prayed so wild. We prayed so wild and we took authority so wild. It was the wildest thing. It was not the wildest thing we've ever done, but it was one of the wild things we've done. And we finally broke it off. Well, my husband had just drove up where the ambulance part is at the hospital when we prayed that. And instantly my son was completely healed. Headache was gone. He was fine. The, you know, the doctors looked at him and just sent him home. So, well, it must have just been a real bad headache. But we were like, we knew it. Well, my first response was to Karen was, I cannot believe that that medicine man would be so evil. I thought to release witchcraft to kill my son. Just so you know, he died. When I broke the power of that curse, I found out later he died, and I think he died like then, but I'm not positive. But he died in a very short period of time of after he sent that curse to kill my son. And then he died. So can I just tell you we're not playing, okay? This is not playground, all right? The spirit realm is real. It's, it's not something to play with. And it's something to only be led by the Holy Spirit in. Amen? Watch who you curse. You shouldn't curse anybody. But if you do, it can come back at you. Life and death is in your tongue. Now, I never cursed him. 
But when he cursed me, and the blood of Christ covered me, and the blood of Christ covered my family, that curse went back at him and he died. But my thing was, oh my gosh, how evil, how evil is my ancestry? How could I be so, yay, because I've got, if you'd hear, I'm, there's a lot of good things in all of our backgrounds, amen? Amen? But guess where my identity is? In Christ. I didn't know that then. My identity is in Christ. My only identity is in Christ. Amen? My identity is in Christ. Therefore, I can have a pure and holy anointing and not a mixture. So we need to go over, to get rid of this python spirit, to get rid of these counterfeit things, we have to go over where we've identified that's not of God, amen, and, and, and identify in Christ. And this is everybody's background, okay? You could be little British from your head to your toes and nothing but a sweet little British anointing in you. There's probably some, there's mess in British, amen? There's mess everywhere. So you just say, Lord, I'm only identifying in Christ. So when you get in your group site, you have to go there, amen? Now, when I only identify in Christ Jesus, then that means I'm not identifying with false spirituality. I'm not even identifying with signs and wonders, amen? If I never shake under the power of God again, I'm perfectly fine with it. If I can't stop shaking because that's what he wants to do, I'm perfectly fine with it, amen? Because my identity, and that's why I don't have books out about this manifestation. I, Karen and I have as many stories, if not more than anybody I've ever heard. And I've never felt led or had the anointing to write them down. And I'm not against people who do. Amen? I'm, what is God telling you to do and why is he telling you to do it? But we have a bunch of mixture because people are running to everything to get an identity. And so if you want your identity to be in signs and wonders, you can very well open to a python spirit. If the enemy is able to manifest through you, I can point some people out, then you have the spirit. If he's ever been able to manifest through you and you haven't renounced it, he's still there. You got to renounce it and hate it. The one thing about a python is it slowly kills its prey so they don't even know it's there. And then when you're not even expecting it, it destroys you or destroys your relationships. It destroys your walk with God, okay? So it's something people can have for years and years and years and years and not seem to bother anything or bother anybody. And then it can kill your prey. I mean, then it's out to kill, still and destroy. Amen? All right. So are there any questions about that? No questions about that? Okay, what I'd like us to do then, we're not going to have time to do the unclean spirit. We'll do that next week. Let me just tell you, we're going to be doing this for a while, amen? We're going to go over every single uh, spirit that the Bible talks about, spirit of infirmity. There's not that many. Unclean, foul, spirit of infirmity. We're not going to make up a bunch of different names, Amen. This is a name. We're not going to go to names outside of scripture. Okay. People will use names outside of scripture to help you identify something. That's fine. But we don't need all that. Amen. We only need what the word tells us. Right? 
So an unclean spirit can manifest in a bunch of different ways. We'll talk about that. We'll probably do that next week. The reason I want to do Python first is because for those who've been trying and trying to get free and those that Satan wants to take your sound mind and those that Satan really wants to take your sound mind, there probably is not a single schizophrenic who doesn't have the spirit. It's definitely a spirit of fear. God is not given a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. There's a spirit of fear operating that opened the door for this. There's a lot of self-hate or hate towards somebody else or bitterness. There is a fear of hopelessness, feeling like you have no power. You always want somebody to help you, somebody to do this, just feeling like nobody's there for you. The enemy sets you up like that. And the enemy's main purpose is to take your sound mind to take the calling off your life, to take your sound mind. Amen? So we're going to, I can't get to these other things because if you have a python, so anyone who's walked in this ministry, <clears throat> now I know, I know somebody had one, they know who they are at the back table, and theirs really got free. But you don't want to open the door to let it back. Okay? It's a false spirituality. False gifts, false signs and wonders. People will let you be in charge of something in a church, but there's no real fruit in your life. There's no love, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, long-suffering. You just have some kind of manifestation of, of supernatural. Amen? Some people, you may not have the python that's strong, thank God, but you might have divination. You might have where you've been manipulative, you've been controlling, you've tried to take care of things, and that, that's the spirit of divination. Amen? And so it's, a, it's still a mixture that could open up to the other. Or you might have had the other. Here, here's the difficult thing about this. Nobody wants to blaspheme the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen? I don't want to blaspheme the Holy Ghost. That's why you can't make me say, what do you think about that? I will tell you this. I have really good discerning of spirits. Because I've asked for it. Lord told me to ask for it. Um, people who I saw this on that a lot of the church hasn't seen it on. I've watched them fall and everybody find out. One just fell this week who was really had an alcohol problem and, and problem with their family life and all these other things. And everybody else thought all their manifestations were awesome. Not everybody, but those with discernment. It felt horrible. It was drawing attention. Selfish ambition was behind it to try to get a ministry, to try to get a book out, to try to get a name. And I remember watching this person try to come into this whole prophetic thing everybody's doing now with the Trump prophecies, as they call them, and try to get in there. And I thought, how did this person get back in the picture? And now they're out of the picture because they got exposed. And, and I'm not happy about it. They could have repented, amen. God even had me talk to some people who knew them so they could listen to them and go and help them. God wants to rescue all of us. Amen? God wants to rescue all of us. So we're all in this together. They're not the enemy. This girl did not know what she was doing running around Paul. She might have got saved. We don't ever hear any more about her. Amen? All right. So we're going to break up into groups. If you know that you've had this kind of big, and we've talked to you about it, then get in my group tonight. If you're like, you know what? I, I'm really seeing this stronger than I've ever seen it before, and I don't know that I ever called it that. 
I think we used to call it a religious spirit or mocking spirit. I don't know that we ever blatantly called it the Python spirit. Um, uh, and we want to call it by name because some only come out when you call them by name. Amen? What I'm going to do is we're going to put the camera up, up in the air a little bit. So let me see. I'm, I'm going to call the people. I'm going to point at the people because I don't want the names to come up here. You're people that I know have manifested and it hasn't been God. How many know? I know just knowing some of you guys, this thing has really wrecked havoc with your lives. And all you ever wanted was to serve God. All you ever wanted was to know God. Amen? This is a mean devil. Amen? There's no reason to protect him. There's no reason to try to hide him. There's no reason to pretend he's okay. Amen? He is a mean devil. He can stop your deliverance. Like if you've come up, I want to really be free. I really want to be free. This thing can stop your deliverance. I think that's a situation with you. And so um, when we got this out of one person, which we did get it out of, that was a wild deliverance. I wish I had a video of that deliverance, I tell you. The Lord has shown me that we were going to do a deliverance. This was a big deliverance. This was like devil's trying to kill me and everything kind of deliverance. It was the wildest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was like sometimes God just does these things and, big ways for big demonstrations to teach us. Amen? As he said, somebody free. Usually when he does that, it's somebody who's called to ministry. So they'll have their testimony to be able to share. So that's why they don't mind you sharing it. But the, the day before I did the deliverance from schizophrenia on this person and losing their sound mind, um, that Sunday before, and I didn't know we were going to be doing it Tuesday night, but God did. They came up to me in church, and they were like, Miss Cindy, um, praise God, he showed me this. And they were talking all spiritual, and it sounded so convincing. And I know to them, they, they really thought it was God. And as they walked up, the Lord said, see that? That's not real. And when you go to get this person free, that's going to show up and convince this person they are free. The Lord said, don't tell anybody. So I didn't tell anybody. Anybody knows me, if I didn't tell anybody, it's grace from God, amen? Because I'm one of those people who everything happens, I share it. I just share it and share it and share it and share it. Because that's my gifting. My gift is to teach you, amen? So, so we were going through this really long deliverance, like 45 minutes, really wild, like super duper growling, barking crazy, de demons cussing and shaking and everything at us wild. Very scary, to be quite honest with you. Like, because they... Are they going to kill me? Oh, it was very scary. To me, it was scary. Um, I don't know if it would be today, but um, it was then. Amen? And it was so supernatural because when I went to pray for them, my hand got seven, felt seven times bigger. I've never, I've never felt anything like it. Um, I'm not making a formula, but I'll tell you what, if I ever feel that, I'm laying hands on everybody who's got a demon inside. Amen? Because it was once that anointing, supernatural anointing of deliverance came, that thing was coming out no matter where I was at in my personal uh, belief and faith. It was God's faith, God's power. So anyway, well, we, got, we got big things out. We got murder out first. We got insanity out. We got all these wild things out that were just unbelievably what was happening. It was really a very amazing thing. And we went through the whole stages of this person's life almost where they brought these demons in. So after we got murder out, then a little bit down the pike as we were getting these demons out, this is funny. The person pulls their pants down, kind of. You know how 
what do they call when you hang your, sag your pants? Okay, so yeah, sagging his pants. I'll pull him down further than that. Just sagging his pants. So all of a sudden he sags his pants and starts doing this kind of stuff. And this, this was a white guy, just so you know. <laughs> He's like, you want a piece of me? You know, like all this other We just got to take it out a demon of murder. I'm talking serious murder. And this thing was almost like some teenage punk, you know? So anyway, so we took it out. It was kind of funny. But anyway, so we got all the way down to, I think left in there was Insanity. Maybe Insanity was the last one left. I can't remember. And um, all of a sudden this person says, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Well, all the people who were there, there's about eight or nine of us there, they were so thankful at that point it was over. Like when he said, thank you, Jesus, praise you, Jesus, they're like, oh, thank God. And I'm like, shut up and come out of him. They're like, ah. <laughs> and that was the hidden demon that would have kept him bound and kept it coming back. Now I know the name is Python. I didn't know a name then. Amen. So God can get it out without a name. Amen. But if he wants to, but if he, he, he asks sometimes, what are your names? So, so it's very convincing. Okay, it's a very condensing spirit. And what we have to learn is if we're all confused, if we're having all these issues, something's really wrong, people. We're supposed to have love, joy, peace, goodness, you know, gladness in the Holy Spirit. That's what we're supposed to have. If you're on all kinds of antidepressants and you can't sleep at night and you have this going on and that going on, like you said, this breathing thing, there is something spiritually wrong. Amen. And don't you want to get free and really be free and live in that freedom? Amen. Now, and I will say this, if you continue to sin or disobey God or go back to sin, you open the door and actually you can open the door for seven extra to come in. Worse than before. So I would really say, be serious about giving it completely to God, going to serve God, no matter what that looks like, because you just don't do deliverance for the sake of deliverance. Amen? All right. So... Um, I'm not, I don't want you guys to show your faces. I'll do my best not to say your names. Not that. So you're really struggling. Right now, out of everybody here, you're struggling. You, you are in the biggest battle for your sound mind. And you come from a generational curse of this python spirit. And this python spirit has gotten into almost everybody in your family and try to ruin their marriages, their lives, their callings, or deceive them. I mean, you have probably one of the strongest generational curses of this that I've ever seen. So I know you have forgiven your mother and your father. I believe you sincerely forgave them, right? And even now more than ever, right? Okay. And there's nothing you can personally do I want to make it this. There's nothing you can do to get rid of demonic spirits. God's got to do it. Okay? There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. So when we buy into condemnation, okay, when you buy into condemnation, you're actually saying it's your fault because um, you're so bad and so evil that this thing's still bugging you. Okay? All right. It's the devil's fault if he's inside and he's messing with you. Okay? Okay? Has anybody got that? There, because there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. You have to be in Christ Jesus to get free from this. Amen? So you can't be in condemnation too. 
and, and I know the teaching that shows, okay, hmm. because you open doors through how Satan has set you up, right? And because we show you and help you to close those doors, that's not blaming you. How do you say this? There's, okay, here's the only reason we're not blaming you. What's the only reason we're not blaming you? Yeah, but what? What's the spiritual law that we're not blaming you? There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. You've got to believe that. There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. This isn't because you're so horrible. This isn't because you're so evil. You could be horrible. You could be evil, but it's still the devil who made you that way. You weren't created that way. You're created in the image of God. Amen? You're created in the image of God. You're creating the image of God. And when you are born again, your spirit enters into life. Before that, it doesn't really matter. You're going to hell. I mean, the whole quest is to get born again. We are put on the planet to choose God. So I know this about everybody I know here. You've all chosen God. You're not playing games. And some of you feel like sometimes you are because you keep going back and, and being pulled back into whatever. Sin, pulled back into condemnation, pulled back into not trusting God, pulled back into stuff, right? Okay, so what we want to do is we want to get rid of those demons that play games with you and pull you back. And play games with you and pull you back, okay? Mm. You're not the one pulling you back, okay? Does everybody get that? You're not pulling you back. You're not even pulling you back. I, I just see this. There's like these big demonic arms that go, you're mine. You're mine. You're mine. And that demon has no legal right to you when you're born again of the Spirit of God. No matter what you're, he's not your judge. You only feel condemnation when Satan is your judge or this demon. Amen? You only feel like you're not good enough. You're not spiritual enough. You're not whatever enough. When the, even self-righteousness is the same thing. You feel like you're so good and so right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because you are not walking in the kingdom with the king. Amen? Now remember, when Satan can get especially a stronghold in your mind and begin to judge you and talk to you and manifest through you. So all of those little vision things you see and this and that, none of it's God. None of it. Because he's not the author of confusion. Amen? When you get that kind of deep voice and you just say scriptures like that, that's a counterfeit. That's the spirit. Okay? You see it? You're born again. Okay. All of you uh, are positive. Uh, I'm generally positive. All of you are born again. Amen? Amen? In some ways, you're like an infant tossed to and fro and everything because this thing has such a grip on you. Amen? And the rest of you have, may have bits and pieces or whatever. Amen? And, and it took years, but you got free from that thing. That, and, and for her, she was in some kind of cultist thing where she was given to the enemy. And, and talk about wild stories. I'll never forget. I know I've told it, but we're going to do this series so other people can get free. Amen?
And so we were having a women's retreat years ago. I didn't know hardly anything. I just knew this lady was messed up. I didn't know who was staying in the house with us. It ended up where we had to stay in this house together instead of individual little condos, which was my first time of staying in the house with a bunch of people I didn't know. And everybody was following this lady, and everybody thought she was so spiritual, and they were letting her teach at a church, a kids' youth group or something like that, and all this, and she's just doing all this, and me and Karen are talking. I'm like, that lady's just messed up, you know? I'm, I don't know what to do. It's going to throw everything off if we don't deal with this. And um, this was our first retreat that we had to be in the same house with everybody. <laughs> and um, I didn't want to sleep in the house with something that strong going on that won't God. So we, we called her in and a friend of hers. And I just started asking her questions. I said, who's Jesus? She didn't know. Then she didn't know. She knows now. And I realized, I said, this isn't real. What you, have, you need to get born again. You need to get saved. So later... That same night, I think. So she was very, very, um, uh, very submissive uh, or obedient to what I was saying. She didn't fight me. She, she just calmed out. She was like, she goes, I just want to be free. It was like, her heart was like, well, this isn't the real. I just want to be free. Like deep in her heart, she knew something was really wrong. Amen. Every one of y'all knew or know in your heart when something's really wrong. Now you got to get to where you know that. Okay. I think you've totally been set free from this. Yeah, you get something, yeah. So I'm, I'm okay with you, Senator. I'm just saying. It takes a lot. I love this church. We all come up for stuff. Nobody else would even get close to coming to the altar. BFA, we, Sunday morning, y'all, I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, what is everybody guessing all going to think, you know? Oh, well. <laughs> There's freedom in not having shame. There's freedom in knowing you're not who the enemy says you are. Amen? And everybody here pretty much knows that or you wouldn't be sitting up here. It's like, I just want to be free, God. I just want to be free. So, but you have to see where it's not God or the python will not come out. That's why when you still say, well, I had this little vision, I saw this little thing. Okay, he's not coming out. You're still thinking it's God. Does everybody see that? You're still thinking it's God. It's, 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 it doesn't mean you're not born again. It means, that's why the gifts never really flow with you. That should, by all the hidden knowledge you have, all the things that, that you've walked through. I'm not saying your prayers aren't effective, okay? Amen? Probably every one of you have seen some prayers effective. Praying for your families, praying for your kids, praying for these things, okay? It, it, God's faithful even when we're not. Okay, God's faithful even when we're not. He knows he's in there. He's no, he, he just wants to get this thing. Think of all that's been planted in you by the Holy Spirit that's going to burst free when we get this thing out of the way. Amen? Okay, so do you get what I'm saying? All right, any manifestations? So I know you've been fasting it. I know this is what stands there. Amen? I do know you're born again. I do know you know the Word of God. I do know that you're very gifted with the things of God. But I don't know for sure where this came in because um, I don't know that much about that. Um, it could be in some of the church activities in the past. I don't mean, there's some messed up churches even though the people are nice. And, um, and it could be something that you held on to to prove that you weren't going to hell with the other sin. 
And so that made it, gave it power. Make sure I'm spiritual. Make sure I move in these things. Make sure, almost to fool yourself, to convince yourself. Feel that, okay? You're saved by the blood of the Lamb, period. You're saved by the blood of the Lamb. Do I personally believe that someone actively involved in fornication, homosexuality, any other kind of sin the Bible blatantly says, if they're actively involved in it, do I think they could go to heaven? No, I think they can if they're trying to get free. No, if they're trying to get free. The whole concept of practicing sin is somebody who's given up on trying to be free. Now, anybody who takes that as a license to sin, you're probably going to hell. You're not going to fool God. Amen? But when there's a genuine heart that wants to please God and a genuine heart that wants more than anything to be free from that sin, free from pornography, free from unclean stuff, free from that, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a heart cry that says, I don't want this. And you mean it. God's not abandoning you. He'll probably send you to beauty for ashes. No, I'm just going to or other, or other ministries that don't give up. Amen? Amen? Also places where you can't hide. Amen? Places where you can't hide. I think the church will get really big when y'all all get free because then, then, be then you won't need to hide. So you won't need a place to come where you can't hide. Amen? So you need to really see that. I think that's with you too. I think between that, not you, because I don't know you, but could be you too, only you know. But, thank God. But, but because you were in a religious church that taught falsehood and everything was based on works, you know, that's a, that has um, a Pharisee spirit to it. So when a Pharisee spirit runs straight into uh, the gifts of the Spirit, and then wants the gifts of the Spirit to operate, to feel okay about themselves. That's when a python spirit can get in. Does everybody get that? A python spirit is what we've always called a religious spirit around here, or hyper, hyper spirituality. A python spirit is a witchcraft spirit or demonic spirit that counterfeits the Holy Spirit and his gifts. And I'll just let y'all know it's all over the body of Christ. Unintentionally, but that's why there's so little power. It's a form of godliness denying the power. Because there's not even understanding of what this really is. Amen? So it's a constant struggle with this thing to be spiritual, to prove you're okay, to prove you're loved, to prove you're saved. Amen? Okay, there's one thing that saves us. Confessing Jesus Christ is Lord of our life. And believing it in our heart, believing in our heart, in our spirit, believing it in our spirit and confessing it with our mouth. Amen. And, and as I look at you guys, you believe in your hearts. Amen. And that's what you believe in your heart. Do you know what? It's not here you're believing. You actually believe here. There's something deeper in you that believes. Amen. Now, the Pharisee spirit may only believe here, and a python spirit does not say that the person is not held captive, is not, a say, is not saved. In that spirit, it's all here. 
But in a born-again believer, it's here. You know you're born again. Amen? You really know it. You probably wouldn't be sitting there listening to me if you didn't, to be quite honest. Amen? Because <laughs> this thing wants to run out the door and <laughs> go fast. <laughs> Amen? Let me out of here. All right, do you get what I'm saying? So being born again is what saves you. Amen? Being born again is what saves you. Being born again is what causes you, even when you're participating in blatant, filthy, horrific sin, which only a few of you are, have been participating in that in a long time, but even then, there's a conviction that this is really wrong. Has anybody not had that conviction? Have you been convicted every time? And really tormented, probably. Okay. That's a good thing. That's an indicator that God has not given up on you. Okay? That's what's so sad. We're looking at seared conscience in our world right now. We're looking at people who are boasting about abortions with absolutely no shame. And you should be full of shame for any of these things unless you brought it to the cross. See, he takes your shame, not because the act isn't shameful. Amen? He carried our shame. He took it. So we don't have to have it. Thank God. Amen. What a freedom. Right? What a freedom. But when people try to get away with him doing his part and then say we don't have shame, that's called a seared conscience. That's a, and a reprobate mind. Is, you're turned over to a reprobate mind when you sear your conscience. You have not been turned over to a reprobate mind. I know we talked about it before. And that was the lie. Why did God turn me over to this? People are turned over to a reprobate mind when they will not respond to conviction. And we're looking at a nation and a world full of that anymore. Amen? I think this isn't in you anymore, is it? But I think, I think he set you free. I think it, we saw it try to come back seven times and it lost because you did not want to give in to it. And, and I, don't, I don't see this operating at all anymore in your life. Amen? So I know we know that. These things just don't randomly come back and come back. Amen? They'll try to come back when you get out of God's will, which you were. And they'll try to get in. Amen? And if they do get in, you better go for deliverance really fast because they're seven times worse and a lot of people won't live long with that. Um, amen? I'm not saying that's scary. I'm telling you, these are spiritual laws. Amen? These are laws of God. This is how it works in the spirit realm. Satan cannot operate outside of the spiritual laws of God. He cannot operate outside of God's laws. Amen? Amen? And then we have, we're in covenant all right. You hear the word covenant a lot. I'm just going to be honest how I feel about it. I am not in covenant with people. I believe in the new covenant. I don't see a single covenant in the New Testament except the one with God. Why? Why am I not in covenant with anybody else? Because if I do everything he shows me and tells me, I'm going to have a good marriage. I'm going to raise godly children. I'm going to come under conviction of him. I'm going to do what he wants ministry-wise. Do you see what I'm saying? I don't need to be in covenant with people in a covenant that's a new covenant where God lives in me and he's in charge of what happens. Amen? I, I don't need soul ties. I don't need somebody else trying to be in charge of that. Well, Sister Cindy, what about your marriage? Well, but God... God has me submit to my husband. Holy Spirit does that. Holy Spirit knows how to work all that. 
Holy Spirit knows how to convict you. Holy Spirit knows how to tell you you're wrong about how you're thinking about this. Amen? So if I'm led by God, don't you think he's going to make all these things good? Amen? He's going to make you a successful, good business person who doesn't uh, cheat people. <laughs> Amen? He's going to make you a minister of integrity and the fruit of the Spirit. Does everybody get that? So I... I know I'm stepping all over everybody's preaching almost, but so if you're believing in covenant preaching, you're living under the old covenant. You will not find it in the new covenant. They were not led of the Holy Spirit and called sons and daughters in the old covenant. Will that look like covenant? Well, it should look like a marriage where the wife is led by God to submit and to love her husband or the husband to love his wife and the wife to honor her husband and anyone who teaches it right will teach it right led by the Holy Spirit. Amen? You'll, you'll be led by the Holy Spirit. The fathers will be led not to frustrate their children so much to rebellion. But see, when we make these covenant things and we're trying to do it in the old, how <laughs> I many know oh, that hasn't worked very well? Amen? I'm, so some of you need to really renounce any teaching that you've taken from the old covenant and you made it new covenant teaching. The old covenant was a foreshadow of everything that would be revealed in the new covenant by Holy Spirit living in us. So, so if God wants to reveal a prophetic, uh, a prophet calling things out, amen, then he can do that. And you can see, oh, in the Old Covenant, he had prophets who would do these things because he'd come and speak with them. Well, he still sp he speaks to us now, right? Right? He has prophets today. They're going to prophesy. They're going to encourage people. I believe they're going to... You can read the stuff they're going to do. Amen? And so, they're, but that, they're not the, it's not the same that they hear God for us as they did in the Old Covenant. Now they can hear God, praise God, and be led by God to help us fight in spiritual warfare and do things, amen? Amen? And I love it. I love listening to all the different ones and see which one's Holy Spirit says, yep. Ooh, pray for that one. Yep. Well, who are you to judge them? I'm not judging them. I'm seeing biblically which ones are biblically saying something that God could have them say. Don't limit what God can do. Ananias and Sapphira dropped dead when an apostle said they're going to carry you out like they did your husband. And she dropped dead and they carried her out. Right? Paul said something and one of the people bugging him went blind. Okay, so don't act as if God can't do that stuff in the new covenant. He most certainly can. Amen? The key is you want it to be God doing it and not you. Let me see what that guy uh, in that book last week said about this thing. Then we're going to get rid of this. Anybody have any questions? Okay, can anybody not see it yet? That's especially sitting up here. Okay, let me see this. Do not try to skip this thing and go on and try to be spiritual. And I'm also saying that for people who are watching. Get completely pure and clean. God does not need your anointing before it's clean. Amen? 
he, he's, he, God's not desperate. Just even in the old covenant, he was like, you know, Elijah, like, whoa, there's nobody. Like, they had 7,000 who haven't bowed their knee. Okay? God can do, if I'm not here, he can still do exactly what he wants to do in everyone's life with me not here. If somebody falls away in sin, it's not going to crush you if you are being led by the Holy Spirit. All right, we got to break the power. We got to look at this. Everybody ready? You got to first break the power of a familiar spirit. The Python spirit can only show you things and give you things about someone else or something that we just learned through a familiar spirit. So when you say, "Well, I knew that," or "I, I, I was thinking that," or "I," okay, do you get what I'm saying? See, this Python spirit is very subtle. It like comes in, it slowly strangles you. You don't even know it's there, but it's operating through false gifting. So you get, mm, you think you're right because you think you got it right. Can I just tell you that some of these prophets don't find out what they said is right till they're dead years and years later? Kim Clement, a lot of his prophecies are coming to pass now and he's not here, but he was never false. There's prophecy in scriptures that are just now being fulfilled. So the prophets who said them years ago weren't false. Amen? So a familiar spirit will tell you something using this python spirit. It will reveal something. A familiar spirit will reveal something. And then ESP is operated through a familiar spirit. Okay? And a python spirit. Okay? All the occultic things where people seem to know something... They're counterfeiting the, the, they're counterfeiting um, the spirit of wisdom. They're counterfeiting the spirit of um, um, knowledge. Those are being counterfeited through a familiar spirit. Okay, it's a real demon. Okay, they don't have to have a little thing in their ears telling them. Now, there are real. Okay, you know by the fruit. Amen. You know by the fruit. Love, joy, peace, goodness, kind of, and you know by the preaching Jesus and there's an anointing on it that once you, you don't want to be closer to the person, you want to be closer to Jesus. Amen? Amen? You want Jesus. You hear revelation about Jesus. Amen? And your spirit goes, yes. See, one problem with this, you got God in there trying to build you up in your most holy faith. Amen? So you can tear this thing down. And then you got this other thing in there trying to make you still go after signs and wonders and feel better about yourself and all this. So you got all this stuff. Amen. And God's like, you know, we got to get you strong in who you are in Christ. Amen. Who you are in Christ. And the more you walk away from that into condemnation and into judging and all these other things, the more you start playing with sin or buying the lies of the enemy, the more the enemy pulls you backwards. Amen. Because he wants your sound mind. Just know that he's after your sound mind. That's what he's after. Let me destroy their witness. Let me destroy their marriage. Let me destroy. Let me. And sad thing is there's a lot of people in the body of Christ that, I've, that have gone and lost their sound minds. How many of you want to keep your sound mind? I, I don't want dementia. I don't want Alzheimer's. I don't want, I don't want um, confusion. I don't want to hear voices. I, I want my sound mind. Amen. Amen. But I'm not going to be afraid of the spirit realm. Whether you like it or not, you are part of the spirit realm. I mean, everybody's part of the spirit realm because we are creating the image of God. 
Amen? And so there's not a single person that spirits aren't bugging. You've got, you got Holy Spirit one way, trying to get you saved, convict you of sin. You've got angelic spirits working all around you. Then you've got demonic spirits trying to mess you up, keep you in sin, take you this way. So whether you like it or not, we all live where there are spirit beings operating. Amen? And so the key is to give it all to God and let him heal us, sanctify us, make us holy. All right? All right. So let's do this first. Let's break off the spirit of divination and a familiar spirit. Okay? Familiar spirit is anything that told you something. Like right now, I, I'm breaking off. Um, I, I know I broke it off before. But when I was a kid, I used to think I had ESP because I would know things. Well, part of a gift, part of a prophetic gifting and we're going to play some of these on Friday nights, you guys. It's maybe somewhat Tuesdays. But there was a really good teacher I heard last night, another one. It was the one I watch on YouTube videos of all these teachers. And, um, and they talked about the different ways people move in, this, in the gift of the prophetic. And one's a seer, one's a knower, one's a feeler, and one's a hears. And, and I have a little bit of each. But my, the main one that I walk in is knowing. I just know things. And, I, and, I always, and I'm almost always right. And so that's actually a way God communicates with that, and that gifting. You just know this, okay? And so, but if you think you just know things, but you have a familiar spirit revealing them to you or trying to get you to take credit for it or whatever, then it's counterfeit. Okay, Satan is only going to counterfeit you probably in an area that God has the real for you. Amen. So what God has the real for you, so you, you, you know, you see yours more like would be a seer because you see these little pictures and this and that. That's all been counterfeit. But when you get free, there's a high probability that that gift, when it's cleaned up and pure in your, in your sound mind, you're going to have that gift operating. Amen? So, so we'll talk about some other Friday night. But, but overall, you're, you're, here, you're moving the prophetic. You're going to be a knower. You're going to be a seer. You're going to be a um, feel like you just, I felt something, you know, I felt something attack me. I felt something. There's something wrong. I feel something. Okay. Um, a feeler. And what was it? And, and a hearer. Like the Lord just tells me this or Lord show me this. Okay. So how many would like to see the video on that? That'd be kind of cool, right? All right. So those are going to be the areas that a familiar spirit's going to try to counterfeit. So the python spirit can get in and have authority to counterfeit the Holy Ghost. All right? So let's all pray this. Feel the presence of God. Heavenly Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you came to destroy the works of the enemy. Thank you that you accomplished that. So this work of the demonic in my life, in my mind, my body, my soul, and my spirit, you paid the price to completely dismantle, to destroy every work of darkness. You paid for it. It's done. So Holy Spirit, I yield to you. You live inside of me. Because Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life. 
And I yield to you, Holy Spirit. And I repent for ever listening to a familiar spirit. For opening my spirit man up to a familiar spirit. For opening my soul up to a familiar spirit. I renounce and I repent of every occultic practice. I've ever been involved in. I ask you, God, to kick those familiar spirits out and to close those areas. Father, I repent. For operating in divination, which is a counterfeit power, through manipulation, demonic activity, and the power of darkness. I repent. I want nothing to do with it. I want to be cleansed from it. I want it completely out of my spirit, my soul and mind, and any manifestations in my body. How? I want them gone in the name of Jesus. I only want the Holy Spirit with all my heart, my soul, my mind, and my body. I only want the Holy Spirit. Whatever that's supposed to look like on me. And in me. And through me. Holy Spirit, please forgive me for grieving you. Please forgive me for listening to another spirit and thinking it was you. Cleanse me, God. Help me to know you. Your word declares that your sheep hear your voice and they won't follow another. Forgive me, God, for being double-minded to whom you can't give anything. I ask you, God, to cleanse me from these counterfeit spirits that counterfeit your voice. Ho! The python spirit and the familiar spirit and the spirit of divination. Cleanse me from these, God, in every way, shape, and form. I want to be clean. Purify my heart. Heal my heart. Cleanse my hands. Turn me from all wickedness. I'm trusting you, God, to deliver me.
powerful. Father, I break the power, Father, I break the power of ever calling on the dead, ever calling on the dead invoking the dead, invoking the dead thinking, I'm hearing the dead, thinking I'm hearing the dead, receiving any revelation, receiving any revelation from a familiar spirit, From someone, who's died. someone who's died. I also break the power, break the power of hearing from any spirit and someone practicing witchcraft who's releasing that spirit to me. Lord, I ask you to heal me, deliver me from all witchcraft and set me free in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I'm going to tell this story just because I really know that this Tuesday night, this is going to be a really compact new teaching. And this is humbling to say those things. And no, most everybody who knows me has heard this story, but the people who are going to be listening haven't. Any of us can be, go into deception. Amen? We're not believing for it. Only God can bring us out of it. And God's going to protect us from it. You can't protect yourself from deception. Amen? You have to trust the Holy Spirit to protect you. You have to have ears to hear and, and see what he's going to do. Amen? So everybody knows the story just about. But years ago when my daughter died, I was getting off track a little bit and thinking, I'm going to do this to make the devil wish he's never done this and all this kind of thing. Well, there was one point in my testimony where... Um, Everybody was, you know, just amazed at how much grace I had and how I didn't go through song grief, all these things. And so this one day, um, I really thought that the Holy Spirit had brought my daughter's spirit into my house. It's very subtle. It sounds, how could you think that? But it's really subtle. So the next thing I know, I just hear what sounds like my daughter in the spirit realm saying, Mom, Jesus, let me come to visit you. Well, right away by kind of believing it, it actually was starting to produce sorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I was foolish enough to buy into this. And I actually walked that thing through my whole house. Like, it would be like, oh, where's the boys' rooms? And where's this and that? Okay, now this all happened and just like, this wasn't an ongoing thing. This was just, thank God. Because I would have lost my sound mind had I not listened to God. And so the lie was, well, you're so special. You've handled this. This is like from, from the familiar spirit. Was you've handled this so well that God's not going to have you have to wait to, to get to heaven to hear your daughter. You know, you're, because you're all in one kingdom. And, and some of the things are true, but Satan perverts it, looking for a hurt place in us to come in and operate. Amen. So I really bought it at first second. I thought, oh, this is great. I thought, I can still hear her. She's in the kingdom of God. I know she's in the cloud of witness. But honestly, I knew in my spirit something was wrong. Amen? So you've got to stay sensitive when you try to justify something that just you just know. If the Holy Spirit lives in you, you know. Amen? And so I'm like, okay, well... I didn't make a big deal of it or anything. About a day or two later, the Lord said to me, because I kept saying, Lord, is this right? You know, is this right? You know, this can't be right. You know, 
Lord, you have to show me in your word. And then you can hear some people who say somebody came back and maybe those people did or not. I'm not saying they can be proud of what is. I'm just telling you my story. Amen. And so um, the Lord told me to go read this Hagen book, Kenneth Hagen book. I said, well, I've read that book. I read that a long time. I said, read the book. So I'm sitting there. I'm reading the whole book. I'm like, okay, okay. I get to a chapter on familiar spirits. In that chapter, he gave examples like what I'm talking about. And I said, Lord, and of course that thing is going, but not you. And I'm like, Lord, are you having me read this because this is me? And the Holy Spirit said, yes. Well, it was almost like having to bury her again because I had to renounce it. I had to walk through my whole house, anointed with oil, plead the blood of Christ over my whole house. I had to ask God to forgive me for listening to that spirit. I had to ask the Lord, Lord, heal my heart, whatever opened to cause me to fall into that. Heal that, deal with that. You know, I want to be free from this. And then that was it. Broke the power of it. We broke the power of it. And, and it was completely de delivered. Amen. And then I realized, what a mean devil, right? What a mean devil, what a horrible, ridiculous, horrible devil. So just know that he'll do anything he can to destroy you. He'll use your most vulnerable place. He'll use the place that you've given to God the most. He will do, that's what this whole thing's about. When we start to blossom like the garden and we're supposed to attract, you know, the bees, which would be like the apostolic calling and they come and then they pollinate. So the anointing comes and then fruitfulness comes. That's how it works in the garden. Amen. Well, the enemy sees all this testimony is getting a lot of mileage. People are starting to see the fruit. There's fruit coming. There's going to be big fruit from this. We've got to go in as that little pest and destroy this thing. Amen. And that's what we're calling is getting rid of the critters. Um, I've talked to other people since then who've had the same thing happen and they've had to really renounce it. So I can talk to the Holy Spirit anytime. I can send any message to Lauren that I want to. Through the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen? If he wants, he had, I had a vision and saw her in heaven. It was real. He got all the glory. Amen? So I'm not limiting what he can and can't do. But if something comes in and the anointing feels funny and you're told you're special, therefore you get this and this, you know what I'm saying? Then you, you've got to begin to know Satan uses flattery, not God. Amen? I was like, Lord, set me free from this. Show me what this is. Amen? And so we got to really, really ask God to heal us and set us free. Amen. And we got to humble ourselves and we have to not be ashamed to tell other people what we've gone through so they can get free too. Amen. People who do ministry and counseling see where people actually have people who have died manifest physically if they think in their rooms and things. Um, it's, what is happening? People are losing their sound minds. People are losing their sound minds. So I say this to say, you know, we need to keep ourselves open to the Holy Spirit and, and see what's in his word. If it's not in his word, don't have anything to do with it. Amen. Just like, you know, he's it's got Lord show me and he will. All right. Let me see if there's we're going to go to the Python in a second. Let me, I just want to get all these things that could be keeping it in there. All right. The other thing about the thing about um, the Python spirit is there has to be a wrong motive involved for for something that says it's the Holy Spirit, but not the Holy Spirit to get in. And that wrong motive can be fame. That's the big one right now. 
um, wanting, you know, to sell books. Um, it can come in from you listening to people with that anoint spirit because you have it in you. So you want to, you know, get free from the love of money. Amen. It's the root of all evil. Um, trying to prove something about anything. Trying to make up for something. Trying for God to have to show that you're okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Any motive outside of, I just want God. Because he's God. I just want to know him because of who he is. Amen? And so any other motive, like um, that slave girl operated in divination to whatever it was. If it was to keep these people from beating her, if it, whatever it was, it was so they would feed her and clothe her. It didn't matter. She still operated in it. Amen? And, and she, they can't keep her operating in it. She has to be opened up to it. Amen. So nobody can keep this on you. So I don't worry about witches. I don't worry about other people trying to curse me. I, they, they really need to not try to curse people who really walk with God. I'm just being honest. Amen. And, and just to keep my heart before God and teach me, show me your word. Um, I've had people say, you know, well, if it's revelation. Well, when the Lord came to me um, in a powerful way years ago and manifested in a powerful way the Holy Spirit, when my son was really sick, and the Lord said, um, uh, I want to tell you something. I'm like, okay. He said, but this is going to change a lot of things. Do you want to hear it? And, and I was praying for my son to be healed. And the Lord said, and this is going to begin the complete healing of your son. And I said to the Lord, I only want to hear it if you can show it to me in the word. That's somebody God can trust. I didn't just say, yes voice that sounds like holy spirit i want my son healed so much anything show me tell me amen so you need to be really serious about the word of god i said holy spirit of course i want you to show me anything you want to show me and i want my son healed but you're going to have to show me in the word that's the kind of test god will put some people through to see can i trust them with the supernatural and i'm going to say most people seem to fail that test some people think if they hear something because they were right yesterday that it was God, it's got to always be God. It's not true. It doesn't matter to me. If it's not in the word, that may be hidden in the word. It may be in a way everybody else wouldn't see it as clear as you. Amen. But it needs to be in the word. That's the plumb line. Without it, anything can come say anything to you. And it doesn't matter to me who you are. Amen. You're already opening yourself up for deception. And we need to pray for people and you know, pray that they see that. And I'm not, you know, I'm just really personally careful. And I'm saying, I can't be cautious. If I read the book of Enoch, which I have, I have the book of Enoch, I have the Maccabees, I have the Dead Sea Scrolls, and I now have the um, oral, um, oral laws from passed down through the Jewish. If I read any of that, and when I read any of that, I do not read it at the same time I'm reading the Bible, personally. I want to know that I know that it's different. Amen? I, want, I read it as if I would read somebody's book. Now, somebody's book can be very anointed, and it has to line up with the scriptures. Well, these, these books written by people way back in the Jewish faith and, and these books written about what somebody, the prophet who talked about Enoch, Jesus talks about the book of Enoch. Amen? So it's a real book, right? It's a real Jewish book that they use. So do you see what I'm saying? There needs to be a maturity 
to, to recognize that our God is big enough to put them in his word that we consider his word, his sword, if he wanted them there. Amen. But we also need to realize we're supposed to seek out things and he'll show us hidden treasure. Amen. But once again, your motives have got to be pure and your heart's desire is not to get the next revelation to wow somebody, sell a book or get a ministry going. Amen. And that's how Mormonism got started. That's how Jehovah Witness got started. That's how real cults get started. That doesn't mean you call somebody a cult if they're teaching things that aren't the word. Now, if they're teaching things that aren't the word and they say it's the word, run. Pray for them, but run. Amen? But somebody may preach, well, I read this. Like, I'm reading this from this book. This isn't the word. Amen? Some of it. But I see where he got it from the word, and then I go back and check it, and my spirit's cool with it. All right? So I'm doing both. I'm teaching you. I'm teaching them. At the same time, we're doing a get set free. All right? And we're just going to do what he wants. All right. He talks about divination. Um, the spirit can give you accuracy and a gift. But it will just end up, it will destroy your character when you're following the wrong spirit. It will destroy your character and it will take your heart far away from God. So if you're operating and moving in the gifts and God starts giving that to us, and I believe for us to even be having this, he's going to start really adding this in a big way here. It should draw you closer to God. Amen. So when he gives me something in his word, like I started the meeting with tonight, I, I just get so excited by that. I just thank him. I just read it. I post it. I'm like, wow, God, you're so cool. I love. Okay, if you ever get where getting something from God's word isn't enough, you are already messed up. Amen. And you are prime target for a python spirit. God unveils things. Every time I read it, I get more revelation and more revelation and more revelation. Every time. Amen. And it's those added books that have always been used to take true Christians off track into occults. Amen? All right. That doesn't mean everybody who's preaching something from something else and they let you know they know that, that they're trying to go into an occult. They're not. But we do need wisdom to, to understand. And I personally um, pray that people in, uh, with the spirit of influence well, definitely make sure those things are clear to people. But there's so much to preach in the word in this hour. Let's, I'm really big about the word. I think you need to be more excited about God's word than running to a conference where they're going to teach you something strange. Amen? All right. All right. Okay. Um, you only want Holy Spirit to have access to your life. All right. Let's see. Um, let's see if there's anything else with this. Then we're going to do this. All right. Um, the spirit of divination is an ambush spirit that seeks to destroy churches, homes, families, and uproot people out of their salvation. Um, if there is a perpetual uncleanness present in the vessel that God has chosen to use, the anointing, gift, and character will become contaminated. I don't think God is so desperate that people who are fornicating in adulterous affairs, alcoholics, putting demonic tattoos all over their body and other perversions because they're anointed should be followed. And I don't think uh, they're helping God or the body of Christ to live 
with a character that's going downhill with all this demonic activity, I don't think we're helping them by covering up their mess. I think they can separate from ministry for the rest of their life. Amen? And, and get their hearts right with God. Now, if he wants to put them back in ministry after true repentance and a true humbling, of course he can. Amen? But we've, we've almost made it like Celebrityville. And so we, we've done an injustice to our brothers and sisters in the Lord. Amen? But I care more about your character. And love, joy, peace, goodness, suffering, long, you know, long-suffering patience about how much you're dying to self, how much you're seeking God. Then I could care less about your gifts. Satan can get a hold of any gift and pervert it and put the wrong anointing on it. Amen? So, so that's the part to look at is what is this person's character? All right. Um, then he goes in into unclean spirits. So we're not going to get into that tonight. But let's, let's go after this. So we did familiar spirits. We broke the power of that, right? And we broke the spirit of divination. Divination is operating in any power outside of Holy Spirit power. Now watch anything because there's a lot of things that come down the pike. All right, and I'm just going to say this. I am perfectly okay with Christians, um, you know, when, when I go, when I went to Israel, I looked forward to buying um, anointing oil, okay, from Israel. But I don't believe there's a magical thing in the anointing oil from Israel. I don't think we need that. We have the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so we need to watch a love of money or trying to have a career, anything that could cause us to merchandise something and then spiritualize it. Can I just be honest? Um, okay. I am perfectly fine if somebody wants to buy, um, what do they call now, um, essential oils or whatever that are in the Bible. Okay, I'm fine with that. Just like I can go into a candle shop and buy this candle, or I can go buy this. I really don't agree when it gets spiritualized to the point like there's something special in it because it was in the Bible or this and that. I'm just be really honest. If you can do something without chemicals, if you can do something without um, things that could be really harsh on your body, whether it's to keep bugs off or, you know, whatever, then that would make more sense to me, right? Because healing, God put healing in the leaves. Amen? I'm perfectly cool with that. But if there's a medical science that produces something that really is needed if you don't have the faith, and if you haven't walked in the place and it could save your life, then you need to recognize that there's no special healing in those oils that has a supernatural part to it. Amen? And if they're not working, there's no condemnation and using something in the medical field until you can get enough faith and get strong in God. It's sad the people who've died because they wouldn't get medical attention. That could have lived for their families and all. It's sad the people eaten up with cancer where had they just gotten chemo, which would be horrible. Nobody wants to go through that. But is it pretended faith or real faith? Amen? 
And so we need to quit all this judgment thing. But we need to also make sure that we don't spiritualize and put some kind of um, divine um, spirit on things. Amen? Rather it's a shofar, rather it's anointing oils. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, if God tells me to do something, then it's his anointing through my obedience that's doing it. Amen? And if it represents something in the spirit realm, all that's fine. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's what is he telling me to do? What's he telling that person to do? That's fine. But if I'm just imitating them and giving it some special feature or some special spirituality that God hasn't assigned it and you don't even see it in the new covenant, then you need to be careful of that because you can open yourself up to some of these, these spirits. Do you understand what I'm saying? I only want the Holy Spirit. So if Holy Spirit says, go blow the shofar, we have a little one back there. Y'all really don't want me to blow it. Okay, but I will. If he tells me to put a prayer cloth over my head, which I've done before, I will. But I personally don't walk in suspicion and I don't walk in making a formula out of something that everybody needs to do now to move in the right. I move in the anointing. I have no question about it. I mean, just come in the daytime sometimes. That's what me, Nicole, and Karen will all fall under the power of God. We're just having fun. Amen. Ho! And I can sit at the beach all day and be anointed because my heart is with the Lord. Amen. Now, if God tells me, especially if I judge something, he usually tells me, go do it. You judge that. If he tells me to do something, I'm going to do it. If he's like, y'all know me, I'll do whatever he tells me to do. You know, he'll show me the scripture. But I'm not going to make a formula of it and then think that there's something necessarily spiritual about that. Okay? Does everybody understand the spirit realm? The spirit realm is made up of angelic beings and demonic beings and God. That's it. So no object, does it get, there's no object that does anything. Except unless God uses it to release angels or Satan uses it to release demons. Do you get what I'm saying? There, there's nothing, there's nothing spiritual about stuff. Now I'll just say this about the oils and the leaves and the different things. Those are healing things God put on this earth. So there's some healing to them. But there's nothing spiritual about them. Amen? I, I think we way over-medicate, which is another word for witchcraft. And I think we should make medicine the very last thing we do. But we shouldn't have fear of doing that. And when we need to do it, we need to do it. Amen? Do you understand what I'm saying? So don't add a spiritual significance to something as if it's always there on that thing. Amen? Because if God's not calling you to do it, you can take on a python spirit to imitate somebody doing it. That God's telling to do it. See how God made this? You can't judge them, but you can't look at that as a magic coat if they always wear the same coat or a magic, uh, you know, ram's horn. You see what I'm saying? He's not about us looking to anything being magic. Amen? Amen? You, you don't see, you don't not see this, but you don't see this in the book of Acts. You don't see this in the new covenant. 
Does that mean God can't have them do this? Yes, he can. But he's having them do it for a prophetic purpose. It's nothing, quote, divine in what they're doing unless God is doing it and angels are released by God while they're doing it. Does everybody get that? Okay, because I know this sounds simple, but there's a lot of messed up people in the body of Christ because we've made this so strange. All right, so... Let's go ahead and get, so zippity get, so we broke the power of familiar spirits. You get that? Don't listen to them anymore. Amen. Don't listen to them. Don't listen to a spirit telling you this or that. Don't listen to a spirit of condemnation. The minute you listen to a spirit of condemnation, you are not in Christ. Now, the, the devil can try to talk to you while you're in Christ. But you have the authority to tell him to shut up in Jesus' name. I don't want to get my information from a demon. Okay, now if God tells the devil, tell me how, your name, then that's fine. Do you get it? If God tells me to do something, he's going to have me do it. I don't walk around now and, and just pray for my hand to get seven times bigger in the spirit so I can do deliverance. Amen? I don't wait for that to happen to do deliverance. I just know that time he did that, it was pretty cool. Amen? Do you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes I feel fire on my hands, but I can lay hands on the sick without feeling fire on my hands, and they can still be healed. We've got to quit trying to put an emphasis on anything but the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen? Only the Holy Spirit. And the anointing comes from the Holy Spirit being close to you, with you, you spending time with him, and his presence saturating you. That's where the anointing comes from. That's where it comes from. Amen? And it has to come from relationship. God is not going to have prostitutes. He told me that a long time ago. He's not going to have people who don't want to do this. He's not going to have people who have to do this. He wants people who are close to him. If you get close to him, you can't help but be anointed. Just so you know it. If you get close to him, you get anointed. Amen? Now, if you love this teaching, and you better say you love this teaching, then we want you to check out our web at beautyforashes.org. There is so much teaching there, and there's a resource uh, library there. And also, check out my Facebook page at Cindy Foster, Beauty for Ashes Ministry. We'd love you to partner with us and come along for the ride into the apostolic. God bless you.